I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 30, Give Yourself and Your Money a Little Extra Love. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mamas and Money. I am just so thrilled that you are here. My name is Amber Peterson, and I am your host. And I want to talk a little bit today about how we can put a little bit more love into our money and give a little bit more love to ourselves when it comes to money. And you may have experienced that money can be kind of a difficult conversation to have or a difficult topic to address. Right. Most often what I hear clients say is that money is overwhelming. Money is hard. I'm not a numbers person. I let my spouse or significant other handle the finances. I don't want to deal with money. So there can be a very negative outlook when it comes to money, but I want to help you change the narrative and be able to find ways and loosen up a little bit about what we think about money and also how we can help it work in our favor to create the life that we want. Because here at Mamas and Money, we want to help you create confidence in your money so you can build the life and the future that you want, that you want to create for you and your family and your business. So let's get started. Before we dive into this topic of giving yourself and your money a little extra love, I wanted to share a story from an amazing woman in the world. Her name is Maya Korbick, and Maya Korbick came to the United States and immigrated when she was 15 years old. They came from Bosnia with two suitcases and $50. She says, we did not speak English and my parents had no jobs. We were on government assistance and lived in government housing and shelters. She goes on to say by the time she was in high school, she was working two jobs and supporting herself independently of her family. She said, I had to rely on myself to buy shampoo, school supplies, and save for post-secondary education. I could not save enough, so I had to take student loans to finish university. And by the time she'd gotten married, between her and her husband combined, they were in $60,000 worth of debt. But she remained optimistic despite their financial situation. She said, mindset is important. I knew that my life could get better pretty amazing outlook, especially when she had an uphill battle. But in order to pay off that debt, Corbick started by consolidating all of their loans. She put her family on a budget and ensured they spent less than what they made. She said cutting down expenses was only part of the solution. The second part was increasing income. And in her industry, she was a CPA, said to get those different designations within her field, she negotiated with her company to actually make some more money, which helped their family earn extra income to not only pay down debt, but to have the money they needed for other expenses that they had. Our main focus, she said, was to pay off our loans aggressively, including our mortgage. We were debt and mortgage free in eight years pretty awesome. And she said her best advice for other women who are financially struggling is to pick one thing they want to fix and focus on just that. Start with small but consistent steps and build good financial habits, she said. If you want to get out of debt, focus on making regular monthly payments, then figure out if you can increase those payments by either budgeting and spending less or increasing your income. 
She also says it's so important in improving your financial literacy. The last thing she says here is continue to educate yourself about personal finance. There is a lot of free information out there on social media, various podcasts. Make sure that you are not just learning, but also implementing what you learn. I love sharing these stories about women. And there's a few points here that I want to point out about Maya's story. First one is she didn't start out with the mindset or financial means to reach her goals. That was not something she was born with. And none of us are born with all of the financial mindset or know-how to reach those goals. So that's why we learn it along the way as we go. And it doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing. It's something she had to learn as she went along. Mindset is important. She says, I knew that my life could get better. This is going to be one of the foundational pieces when it comes to money, because what we think and believe about money is then going to translate to our results with money. So she knew that even though she wasn't in the situation she wanted to be in being $60,000 in debt, but she knew it could get better. And that's what was able to help her then improve her situation going forward. She put her family on a budget and ensured they spent less than what they made. So not only did she have the mindset, but she took action steps to make sure that that happened. So it did take some changing of habits and some sacrifice to make sure that they spent less than what they made. But the end result was something their family wanted, which is being debt-free and mortgage-free. And she said cutting down expenses was only part of it. The second part was increasing income. So she noticed that the income they were bringing in was only part of the solution, but adding to that income could make their situation even better at a quicker pace. Her best advice for other women who are financially struggling is to pick one thing they want to fix and focus just on that. And I love that concept because sometimes I think what makes money so overwhelming is because we think of all of it all at once. We think about, oh, there's debt that we need to take care of. There's investing that we need to take care of. There's how do I meet all my financial obligations here and now? There's so much out there. What is the best for me? What do I go into? And when we think of everything all together, then it's so much easier for us to go, I'm not going to think about any of it. <laughs> it's too overwhelming. I don't want to think of any of it. And then we just let it go. So what we need to do then is take one thing at a time, focus on that, and then move forward. And those small, consistent steps build good financial habits. We're not only focusing on one thing to do to get better, but then taking small steps to improve that thing we've chosen. So if you've chosen to get out of debt, then we take small steps each day to make sure that goal becomes a reality. And then once that is something you have achieved and have mastered those skills on, then you can focus on a new thing and take small consistent steps there. And that builds that habit going forward to create the life that you want and also improving financial literacy. Just like I said at the start of her story, we don't start out with all the money, knowledge and information and mindset we need to be successful with money. It's something we learn as we go. As you're tuning into things like here at Mamas and Money, there's of course lots of information all over the internet. <laughs> there's lots of different financial professionals and financial advisors and CPAs and accountants that are all there that can support you as you move forward. But like I said, take it a little bit at a time so it doesn't seem overwhelming, but something manageable and can help you in your goals. 
speaking of goals, <laughs> I want you to give yourself a little bit of love by making some money goals. And I purposefully wanted to start talking about this right now. Normally, a lot of us, when it comes to the new year, which is hard to believe that <laughs> we're already a month into the new year here in the United States, but the new year is usually when we get really excited about making goals. It's a fresh start. It's something that we're like, okay, now what do we want this brand new year to look like? We're going to make all these new goals and change our habits so we can have the life we want to live. Usually around the second month in, around February timeframe, then these goals start to wane a little bit. Either we're not seeing all the results we want to, or we get kind of bored, or we reason with ourselves to say, is this something I really, really want? And then our goals tend to go by the wayside. But let me tell you what's so important about money goals is that they can help you get to where you want to be. What are really money goals? And you could say, well, I want to make a certain amount of money every year. Let's say you want to make $100,000 this year. But more often what they tend to look like is I want to get out of debt. I want to save for my future. I want to have a better life for me and my family. It's like that target. If we have a target to say, I want to get out of debt, but we don't know how much debt we need to get out of. We don't know when we want to get out of that debt. We don't know how much we're going to put towards that debt. It's like a moving target that we can no longer hit because we're just kind of throwing it out there, but we don't have a plan to get there or to know even how much we need to accomplish by getting there. I want to give you this formula, if you will, to create these goals around money to help you get a solid target in front of you that you can work towards to create what you want with your money. So this is called SMART goals and the S stands for specific. I will pay off a certain dollar amount of debt and then list why is that important to you? And this could work for anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be for debt. You might say, hey, I want to save $5,000 by December 31st of 2023, or I want to pay off my debt by March 31st of 2023, or I want to start learning about money by this date and by this time so that I can make decisions for me and my family. We need to have it very specific. And not only that, but why is that even important to you? Why do you want to pay off your debt? Why do you want to save for the future? Why do you want to learn about money? Because it's not going to be necessarily that debt that's paid off that makes life better. It's like, okay, if I pay off my debt, then I no longer have to worry about paying somebody else. I can utilize that money I would have paid someone else towards me, towards my family, towards my business. It's going to create a better life. It's going to create a better situation for me and my family. And that's why it's important to you. Okay. And you need to find those reasons for you. If you're making a goal, you need to find out the reason why you want that goal in your life and why it's important. And I think that's significant because if you do that, then it's going to help you keep going towards that goal, even when it gets tough. M is measurable. So you can measure if you're working towards your goal. I will pay off $3,000 worth of debt by, let's say, December 31st of 2023. Then you can measure if you're going towards that goal by every month measuring how much money you're putting towards that debt. If you're paying $300 every single month, then you're going to see I am making measurable progress towards my debt and I can see it. I can compare it to how much I still owe and I can see the progress I'm making. You want a measurable amount or a measurable, a way to measure 
if you're getting towards your goal. By the way, bonus, <laughs> our brains love to see progress. So when it notices that, that you're taking progress towards that goal, our brains love that because they say, look, we're doing, we're achieving, we're getting to where we want to be. Let's keep going. A is for achievable. And I looked at achievable just a little bit different. I think others may have said achievable. Is it realistic in that time frame? Are you able to actually complete this goal, which is a worthwhile thing. But the way I looked at it is, are you committed to take the steps to achieve your goal? We can accomplish anything we want to if we decide we can and are willing to believe in ourselves to make it happen. Are you going to commit to yourself to make this goal a reality? Are you willing to commit to take the steps to make this happen for you? Because I think if you're committed and you're willing to not give up on the school, but to see it through to its entirety and completion, then it is achievable for you no matter what. R is relevant. The steps you want to take towards that goal need to be relevant to that goal. If I have a goal to pay off debt, the relevant steps would be I'm going to take $300 per month and put it towards my debt. That is going to be a relevant step towards that goal. Another relevant step would be I'm no longer going to put any more on debt. I'm not going to go into further debt by spending more. I'm going to stop spending money so I'm not in more debt and I'm going to put money towards my debt every month so I can be debt free. And T, the last part of our SMART goals is time bound. When will your goal be complete? And this is an important step because then if you have an end goal in mind, you can then make sure you have all the steps leading up to it. So you know, by that end date, your goal will be complete. So give yourself a little bit of love by making money goals for yourself. Once again, I loved what Maya said. Start with one goal and then add others. There's so much to do with money and investing and all of the things <laughs> and saving and, and getting out of debt, all of the things, right? But just start with one, see that through to completion, and then you can work on another goal going forward. And I think that's important too, because it helps your brain see how you can achieve and make those goals. Now I want to dive in a little bit more is what if you make money mistakes? How do you show yourself a little bit of extra love if you make a mistake with money? I want to offer you, if you make a money mistake, and we all do, <laughs> we make many money mistakes because that's how we learn. That's how we grow is by making mistakes. And it's a great teacher. <laughs> it's a great teacher to make mistakes and look at those and say, you know what? That was something that didn't help me as much. I didn't like what I did with money there. What do I want to do then for the future? But what I want to offer you is not beat yourself up over it, but be curious about why you made that mistake. So you might be setting that goal to get out of debt once again. And let's say instead of putting money towards debt, use that money and spend it on something different. Or you go into more debt. You might say, oh, that's a money mistake. Don't get mad at it. Just be curious about it and say, hmm, what caused me to make that mistake? How was I feeling at the time? Was I stressed because of money? Did an emergency come up and I was feeling overwhelmed? Was I feeling sad and needed a pick-me-up? Was I feeling constrained? Really look at how you were feeling and what caused that choice that didn't help you towards your goal. And I promise the more curious we are about why we do things and really understand why we made those decisions, 
the more it's going to help us move towards not only learning from our mistake, but then making choices to help us achieve what we want to achieve and to ultimately make our goals and create the life we want. But on the other hand, if we choose to then see it as a mistake, and then we start to treat ourselves terrible and say how awful we are, and we're so terrible, and we're not good with money, not only is the mistake still there that we want to learn from, but now we feel terrible. We feel awful. We feel less than for the way we're treating ourselves, which is completely unnecessary to then beat ourselves up because we made a mistake, a mistake that we need to make to learn and grow. So look kind of at some past things that even you've done with mistakes. How did you treat you? How did you feel about that? And I want to offer you to, instead of beating yourself up, choose to be curious, kind, and compassionate with yourself to understand, hmm, I wonder why I made that mistake and made that choice. And that way it's going to free you up to then help make the choices in the future that serve you and serve your goals and help get you to where you want to be. I also want to take a little bit of time and focus on self-worth versus net worth. Because too often we tie the two together. And I want us to give a little extra love to ourselves and not tie our self-worth into our net worth. I want to ask you, have you ever looked at your results with money and did you connect it to your value and to your worth? Like if you either had cash in front of you, maybe it was bills, maybe it was coins, maybe in your purse or your wallet, or did you look at numbers on a screen? And a lot of our money is on digital devices. So we can look it up like in our bank accounts or investment accounts. Did you look at those numbers on a screen and make it mean something negative about you? Did you look at it and say, oh, I'm terrible with money. See, I'm not very good at numbers. I must be doing something wrong because I don't have what I need. It's so easy to do this. It is so easy to see those results and say, it must mean something terrible about me. And I want to offer you, it's completely separate completely separate from numbers on a screen that you are worthy and whole and intact without anything to do with your money. You are infinitely valuable and of so much worth. Like, I don't even know if I can describe how valuable you are and how much worth that you have just by being you. And it has nothing to do with numbers on a screen but too often we confuse the two. I want you to take some time and do this exercise. Write three things that help you see your worth and value. And I found this exercise to be really interesting because what we tend to do is take what someone's told us. So we get others' opinions and go, oh, that must mean I'm worthy. That must mean I'm valuable because my spouse said that they said I'm wonderful and they love me. Or my kids said I'm a wonderful mom. Or my client said I am fantastic or whatever it may be. We associate that to our worth. But try to think of just you, nothing outside of you. How do you see your worth and your value? And I want to offer you a couple things here to help you see that, especially if you're having a hard time writing something down. And I want to offer that you are here. You are on this planet. So that inherently means since you are here and you were created, that you are of infinite worth and value just by being here and being you. Now, I also want to let you know, I do believe in God. I believe in my heavenly father, in my higher power. And 
I believe that each of us are children of a heavenly father. So I know since you are a child of God and you don't have to share that same belief, that's completely okay if you have something different, but because you are created and you are here, you are of infinite value and worth. And I can see because of my belief that you are a child of God, that you are infinitely valuable and to be celebrated regardless of what money is coming in or what money is going out. It has nothing to do with money, right? So I want you to really concentrate and see what helps you see your value and your worth. And like I said before, your worth has nothing to do with your money, your results or what you create. You are always worthy and always a value. So if you take nothing away from this today, except this one thing, know you are always 100% worthy. And no matter, no matter what you do or don't do with money, that will never, ever change. So no matter if you're making millions of dollars a year, if you're making hardly any money over the year, there's nothing to do to change your value and worth. It's always there. It's always perfect. It's always intact. I want to give you some next steps to give a little bit more love to you and to your money. So remember, small, simple steps made consistently will help you achieve your money goals. So just like setting a morning goal of getting out of debt, take the small, consistent steps of not spending more money and putting a little bit of money towards that debt every single month, live within your means, just small things you can do. I want you to think about what small action step you can take today to move you towards your goal. And you might still need to take some time to write down those goals, that's completely okay. <laughs> so if you're not there yet, you can always go back and replay this to decide an action step going forward. For example, if you are wanting to pay off debt or to save for the future, decide to put a specific money amount towards that goal. Put $10 into savings, $10 towards your debt. And you know what is another great thing too, is that a lot of financial institutions can help make that automatic for you. So it's not even something you have to decide and to go manually do. You can actually set it up with most bank accounts to say, hey, will you put $10 into my savings account every single week? Or if you want to put more, that's great. <laughs> if you can do less, that's okay too. Just what is going to work best for you. Or you can have them automatically put payments on towards debt as well. So that does make it a little bit easier if you want to go to those goals, but don't have to think about them all the time. You can just set it up automatically. Have a money conversation with your significant other and discuss your money goals. Sometimes moving along in a money goals is going to take your significant other spouse. If you are working together towards those goals and just simply having the conversation, it can help tremendously to help you move forward and what you want to create. So include them, include them in your decision-making. Decide on your money goals and put them in a place where you can see them every day. So like I said, if you haven't come up with those yet, make a list of goals, put them in a place in your house where you can see them. Maybe on your mirror in the bathroom, maybe it's on your fridge, maybe it's on your wall where that you walk by every single day. So they're in front of you and you know what you're looking to achieve and that you're working towards. Commit to your action steps. Put them on a calendar and honor them. So one of the things I find to be really beneficial is if you make action steps. So you say, hey, I'm going to put $100 a week towards my debt. You put it on your calendar. So if it's not automatic, <laughs> like in your bank account, you make an item on your calendar to say, okay, on Mondays at this time, I'm going to make sure I transfer money to this debt, no matter what going forward. And you're really honoring that calendar because when 
you put it on your calendar. It's important to you. It's something you want to accomplish and do. So if you come to Monday and you're not going to want to do it, and you're going to look in the bank account and say, I don't really want to do that. You've made a commitment to yourself. You want to honor that because it's going to help you get towards your goal. And then also commit to treating you with compassion and curiosity when you make a different choice from your goal. And then go right back to working on your goal. Once again, if you make a mistake, that's okay. That's how we're learning. That's how we're growing. That's how we're learning to make better decisions with our money. And just be curious about it. Try to understand why you made that decision. What you were feeling, what were you thinking? What was the surroundings? What was happening for you? Was there an emergency? Where is there extenuating circumstances? And then recognize it and then choose to get right back towards working on your goal. Because then you're going to keep taking those action steps to achieve your money decisions and your goals to get you to where you want to be. I just want to end off with a couple of different quotes. The first one is wealth is largely a result of habit. And I can completely (laughs) um, agree with this. It's those small, consistent steps that get us to where we want to be. And then we can build the wealth we want to build by Not only what we think about it, but then the action steps towards making that happen. And the second one is talk to yourself as you would someone you love. I think this is so important, especially on our money journey. If we had a child come to us and say, oh, I messed up with money. Our first inclination isn't to yell at them and tell them how awful they are and tell them how you know terrible they are with money and that they're never going to amount to anything and their money is just too hard. Too often we tell that to ourselves. We wouldn't tell that to our kids. So we need to think about how are we treating ourselves? Are we treating ourselves with compassion, with love and kindness on this journey? Because if we do, if we do take the time to treat ourselves with compassion and love, our journey is going to be not only smoother and happier, but it is going to help us achieve our goals quicker and with a lot more fun because we're loving ourselves in the process to achieve what we want to achieve. So I hope you found this beneficial to give yourselves a little bit more love for yourselves and your money going forward. And if you do have any questions about anything we talked about, please reach out. I would love to chat with you about it. I would love to give you some more direction and guidance to help you on your money journey. Let's work together to help you achieve your goals. And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you? Or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.